is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertsons. And brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. It's Miller time. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Lucchese, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com, make your crypto play today. Buffalo Wild Wings. And by Omni. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Victory Monday. Now, your hosts, Nicole Hutchison and Brad Sham. Welcome, everybody, to the Cowboys Hour. All right, first of all, can everybody hear? Good. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, look what you did. Very nice. Second of all, it's Victory Monday. It's playoff victory Monday. Okay. Okay, I, I ha- we are at Sidecar Social in the Star District, and we've got a great bunch of Cowboy fans who have come out to celebrate the uh, regular season and the start of the playoffs. We're delighted to have you with us, and especially those of you who have been very loyal and been here every week all year. Uh, we're thrilled to have you wherever you're joining us on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And for those of you who are streaming wherever and whenever you are on DallasCowboys.com, wave to the little boxes. That's what the, these are, <laughs> DallasCowboys.com. Okay, so I have uh, good news and bad news. <laughs> the bad news is that this is our last show. Yeah. We th- This is our last show of the season. This is it. That's it. Don't, it's a, that's above my pay grade. All I'm doing is to, the, you know what the good news is? It's Victory Monday! Woo! And uh, look who's here. Look who's here. And for those of you listening, that applause was just for Nicole. No, it wasn't. Now we have not even yet introduced the NFL's leading interceptor, Pro Bowl cornerback Deron Bland. How about that? How about that? <laughs> thank you for spending some time with us tonight. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. You, uh, this is your t- to get up here publicly in front of an audience, and this is probably your favorite thing in the world too, <laughs> isn't it? I wish. You know, um, nah, it's not. I'm getting. I'm getting warmed up to it. You know, I'm just not used to this being center of attention, like big crowds and stuff. So. Have you oh. started to kind of? learn how to be that center of attention. I mean, you're Mr. Pick, Pick Six himself. I mean, you just got to just grow into it. No, uh, <laughs> it's not something you're just going to get. Just like all right, well, we're going to get into all of that. <laughs> I, that's just fair warning to you because I like you. You're a nice young man. We're going to get into all that. Mm-hmm. But but first of all, um, how let's, – let's just talk a little bit about uh, what happened yesterday and through the season and then – look forward a little bit. Um, you had a couple of games that didn't go the way your team wanted. Yesterday mm-hmm. very much did. Uh, do you uh, th- do you feel like, and granted your experience is limited, do you feel like whatever, whatever the hiccups were in uh, early December, can you get rid of all of those with one good game like Washington? You said you would get whatever more. After yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever was not going well in Buffalo um, and Miami, do you think you can get over those with one really good? Plus, plus what you did well against Detroit. I 
Yeah, I mean, we're always trying to get better. That's always our thing. Um, but, you know, we can't always just dic dictate off one game to how good we got gotten, you know. Um, and now we've gotten to the playoffs now. It's just it's one game. So that's a, that's our Super Bowl right there each, each day, each, each week. You know, um, we just can't, we just can't uh, really just trying to just say, like, um, we're not just trying to just look on, like, what we keep doing and stuff like that. We're just trying to just keep just getting better and better. Um, what the the experience you had last year, winning a game, losing a game, how do you think that helps you, just Duran, uh, mentally and emotionally prepare for what's coming up? Um, winning the game, losing the game, just uh, to me, it just feels like football. You know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're not always gonna get the uh, the best games out there every day. Um, so just having a just having a mindset just to take it day by day in the, in the game, just week by week. I'm going to ask you to move that microphone down just a shade so it can be a little closer yeah, yeah. and then move it in toward your mouth a little bit. Yeah. We don't want to miss a syllable, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Um, how would you describe the year you just had? Hard to say, but I'll just say uh, quick. You say amazing. No, um, just haven't had a lot of time just to think about it yet. Did, did you stop and think about any of it as it was going on, or was it all just a blur just coming at you? Uh, yeah, just a blur. You know, uh, all my second year, everything's kind of still going so quick. It's still trying to learn and still adjusting. So it still feel like football to me at the same time. So you know, I feel like it didn't really hit me like how I hit the record and the stuff that I'm doing this year yet. So I haven't got to reflect really. So I, I, I asked uh, Dan Quinn this question today, and uh, he's got a little more experience than you do. Fair enough, but I'm still interested in your opinion. What do you think's the the difference between playoff football and regular season football? Um, we talk about it a lot. Um, we talk about it all the time. Is the guys on the league always say like. After Thursday, I mean, after Thanksgiving, that's where a lot of the real football happens. You know, everybody's beat up, everybody's tired. It's just all per will. Um, and I have to say that's the difference, you know. Uh, it's really, to this point now, it's like how much do you really want it? When you talk about the accomplishments, that, when, when people are asking you about the accomplishments you've made, um, you're so humble, and that's a lot of – ways that this defense, that a lot of the guys on this defense are the same way. Um, how much of a benefit is that, having that selflessness within this team and not kind of worried about the stats? Um, it helps you a lot, you know. Um, it keeps you just not worried about yourself and worry about the team and worry about your brothers, you know. Because um, out there on the field, it's like you can't worry about yourself. You have a brother right next to you or somebody to your right and left, so. And not all about you, so being humble is just always something easy for me. Just and how has that mentality helped the success of this team have so far? I mean, we always being humble, so um, it, it's helped us to just keep level-headed um, and never getting too big or down on somebody uh, wherever we make our mistakes. You know, we always trying to just be, be together and show that humility to each other. Do you remember what went through your mind when uh, Trayvon got hurt, uh, and you realized he wasn't going to play all year. Uh, well, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, we didn't know like 
Who's in practice, yeah. right? We yeah. I didn't know immediately like, that he tore his ACL. So, but when I seen how he went down and how he didn't want to move, um, I kind of got scared a little bit for the season, you know. Um, just because you see, like, early on in the, in the year, you know, we got a lot of expectations for the year, you know. We, uh, thinking we was going to have everybody there, you know. Uh, but the league is, you, gonna, you never know. But when that happened, we didn't know. So, uh, it was crazy how we, like, just going from there and being here now and how we overcome that. Actually, I would say you, then the longer you play in this league, you'll realize you do know, and that is that no, no team gets out unscathed. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's going down somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, so you see him get hurt in practice, and you think, oh, this, this isn't good. This is not what we planned on. Okay, now here's the word. He's, it, it's an ACL. He's done for the year. Now, now what are you thinking? Uh, now me, because um, originally I was doing nickel, so I had to flip my whole mindset just from that week. He got hurt on Thursday, I think, that week. Um, and then just having like two more days just to prepare and like put my, my, my mindset just to go outside and from a nickel mindset. What was the, tra what was the transition like having to play from inside to outside? Um, it was, for me, it was just like the views and uh, a lot of stuff was going by. You know, at nickel, there's a lot more action because you're almost in, you're in the box a lot, so, and you still got to cover. So like that different view and having to do all those different jobs, was, that was different for me. But playing receiver helped you as far as being playing outside, right? Yeah. Playing corner. Mm -hmm. How much have you seen that kind of benefit you now that the season has kind of progressed? Uh, I always say that has benefited me just from when I was just little, just doing both sides. Uh, my dad always told me, like, you never could learn just one position and try to just be versatile. So that inside versus outside, I want to get back to that in a minute, but I'm really interested in letting – I've always said we would – been doing this show a long time and I've always said my favorite part of it mm. is giving these um, very enthusiastic loyal fans an opportunity to know you guys as three-dimensional human beings because mm. if no one ever has any interaction with you you're a number on a shirt yeah. a guy with a head in a cage mm. running around but there's real uh, flesh and blood, living, breathing human beings under all that. And I think that's what people really love getting an opportunity to know. So you're, so you're thinking immediately about, oh, I've been working in the slot, now I've got to move outside. And at some point in that first couple of weeks, my guess is maybe sitting all by yourself or just whenever that you had to think oh oh wait this is this part's on me now i've got to do more than i was planning on doing i was going to do my best anyway but i gotta do more now did you have that thought at any point um i had that thought a little bit but i would say the year last year prepared me for this year before when, so. when when jordan lewis got hurt yes okay so, so like, say say more about that yeah um just like when Jordan Lewis got hurt the year before that, I know the type of player he was and what he meant to our team, you know. Um, he was a vet and just how I had just, I knew when I come in that role, I can't act like a rookie no more and just try to learn, try to command, take that command, you know, try to lead at the same time. Um, and then just knowing how to just step up. So when Trey went down, 
I knew I had to step up, and then I knew what else what Trey was. He's a ball hawk, so and guys get the, get the ball. So I just knew I had to, I had to do that too. So if, if you if you could uh, have an out of body experience and be kind of looking in the huddle, in the locker room, in the meeting rooms, even in the games at Duran. Would you, do you think you would look at that person and say, oh, he's got a little more swag now. He's got, he's got a little <laughs> something extra in his step now that he didn't have before. Um, I'll say yeah, I'll say yeah. A little bit, you know, uh, a little brand, branching it out a little bit more, you know, showing, showing what I can do. And and are you a goal setting guy? Oh yeah, you know. I write them down. I always got to be a goal setting guy. Just ain't do anything. But I mean, you write. Do you write for football? Do you write them down? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I had to, I had to adjust them a little bit a lot of times. I bet. Year, no, I bet. <laughs> like how many th- before a season start? Before the season started, how many things did you write down? Probably not much. Just like maybe four or five. Four or five. Where on that list was lead the league in interceptions? Oh, that was at the top because I last year I, I was tied. I think it was second or third. It was at the top of your list. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things. Um, <laughs> also, you know, uh, you got a ball hog on my team like Trey, so I'm always trying to beat him and try to beat his record of what he did uh, with 11. So I got the nine. So still trying to. <laughs> by by the way, do you do you recognize how rare? 11 or even nine interceptions is? Um, Have you looked at that? Nine, to me, it just don't feel rare. It's just feel like something that I just, just, just be doing. You know? I just, <laughs> just read my instincts, just going off stuff I read, I mean, off the film. So it, don't, it doesn't feel like a real surprise to me. So uh, when you're making goals, are, do you also visualize? Yeah. So you not only wrote down my number one goal is to lead the league in interceptions. Mm-hmm. But did you see yourself doing that? Oh, yeah. Uh, every time I be writing out my goals, sometimes I be in the house by myself just playing around, acting out what I'll be doing in games and stuff. So <laughs> I always do, just do that little stuff just to keep that vision of myself just doing it. All right. So where on the list was setting an all-time record <laughs> for pick sixes in a season? Uh, that wasn't on the list for this year. <laughs> that wasn't on the list. But... Um, every t- since I got closer, every time I got closer, and when I got the three, and got the team record, um, I was like, why not just go for the there's two more, uh, one more would have time to hide me for the, the league record, so why not get two more just try to break it? So that's when I, I started writing down more and more. What has Al Harris kind of told you um, now that you've accomplished so many things, NFL's? leading interception leader, um, pick six leader. What has kind of Al Harris, his message to you been? Um, really just saying, like, what you're doing is special. You know, uh, I know he knows how I am, but he knows right now I'm not going to be able to just reflect on it and look on it. But he, he lets me know just, like, you're doing what you, you should be doing and doing a great job. Like All right, one more thing, and then we'll take our first break. When you made that list, where was the Pro Bowl on the list? Oh, Pro Bowl? Easy, the second or third. It was in the top three. But it was on the list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have great visions for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is encouraging to know. Uh, we're at Sidecar Social on the Cowboys Hour, our last Cowboys Hour of the season on Victory Monday. 
Are, is, it, is it church? It's Victory Monday! There we go. There we go. Duran Bland is our guest. We'll be right back. the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. And welcome back to the Cowboys Hour. We're at Sidecar Social in the Star District. It's Victory Monday. Playoff Victory Monday. The Packers are coming Sunday afternoon with Nicole Hutchinson. I'm Brad Sham. Our very special guest, Pro Bowl cornerback, Deron Bland. And who else gets to be part of this extravaganza, Nicole? Um, Albertsons, when it comes time to shop or tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket 
and Pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we've got uh, some more things to talk about with our special guest, uh, Duran Bland. We'll have uh, some audience questions for Duran a little bit later on. Um, I know you've been asked this a dozen times at least. Uh, can you put into words how many ways Stefan Gilmore has helped you? It's actually hard to put him nowhere. You know, um, he's like he's always been there. You know, um, he's like somebody you just gravitate to. So it's always easier to just talk talk to him. You know, um, he always trying to help you in all kinds of ways. Trying to help you just the way you eat, the way you trying to teach you how to just different types of treatments you could do for your body, and just learning about the game. You know, um, he has done, he has, you know, a guy like that has done a lot through this league, you know. So he's, he's just somebody you always want to get information from. Before the Cowboys acquired him, how much did you know about him? <laughs> I mean, uh, on the corner, a couple corners, uh, defense players. Uh, right. Players that, year, doesn't, so. that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean a California kid knew everything about him. No, I didn't know everything, but, you know, um, I mean, this is just a guy I always watch, watch you know. I used to, like, watch a lot of guys throughout the league just trying to get to this point. No, no, still do. Yeah. He was always one of them. Is there anything that you try to take from his game at all? Um, if not, it's fine. I, just want I mean, to. not too much, you know, yeah. uh, but I try to just try to see what I could do in my game with that he had in the game okay. too. So. And just try to just see where, like, how he thinks and just try to see how I could think, if I could think that way at the same time just throughout the game. Hmm. Okay. How do you view the the game coming up Sunday, the Green Bay game. Um, I mean, it's another stop. We got to go through the Super Bowl, so that's all I see. It <laughs> was that on your list? <laughs> Super Bowl is that on your list? Oh, that's always on the list. You know, um, in the league, you, there's not a lot of not people that get that chance just to even get to make it there. So that getting to the Super Bowl, a lot of people are going to even get that in their career. So. I'm curious, what's the fourth thing that was on your list? You said four things, right? About you said four things. or five. Yeah, so yeah I, I'm curious. Oh, can you tell us? The, I mean, the Super, Bowl, Super Bowl's on the list, though. So. <laughs> okay, wait, he named Super three. Bowl, Pro Bowl. Yes. Lead the league in interceptions. Yes. There's, we're missing two. What's the last two? <laughs> After that, we kind of addressed it. I mean, because my biggest goal was just kind of just stacking off of, uh, off of last year. Uh, that's because I just didn't know where where to <laughs> start my second year off from there. So, um, that was just my main goal, kind of just starting off and just get more than five or just do try to beat Trey again or something, like, stuff like that. So <laughs> having just little, little competitions, you know, fun competitions. Um, I want to go back then to uh, uh, some of last year. Um, you, we were talking before Nicole asked you about moving from inside to outside and mm -hmm. Um, most of us around here, you'll forgive us, we don't follow Fresno football very closely. So for a lot of folks, the first glimpse of Duran Bland we had was in training camp. Mm. And you're playing mostly in the slot. Mm. And uh, the, when Jordan got hurt, or he'd get a little breather in camp and you'd move outside. And I remember asking some coaches and scouts, you know, how 
is his skill set one that he could play? They said, no, he's played outside all his life. He's never done this before. Yeah. He's always been outside. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's actually funny, you know. Um, I feel like a lot of people actually get that misconception, you know, uh, just because I played like in the slot all last year. Um, I ain't never played in the slot ever in my life until last year. So it was a lot. It was a big adjustment. Um, like going in when I first started, I didn't know I was gonna go do. do, do I didn't know I was going to be doing both, <laughs> uh, corner and nickel. So it was a big adjustment, just getting that type of different views and still learning about the league. Uh, for sometimes, I'm not going to lie, it was like I felt like I, didn't, I, I wasn't good for the nickel position, so sometimes it was real rough uh, just learning. But started getting the hang of it and see what happened last year. So. When you look back on it, like when, when you're – I'm looking at a TV screen with <laughs> – Gilly up there being interviewed. <laughs> when when you're that guy, been around 10, 12 years, and made a bunch of Pro Bowls, and and uh, some young cornerback comes in, and reporters are asking you about, you know, your career and how did you get to this spot. Do you think that you will uh, think back on, well, when they first told me to play nickel, I didn't know if I could, I don't <laughs> know if I was going to have a job. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, I'll. I think I'll be able to do that, you know, just to give back to the younger guys, just to give them that knowledge of when I get to the vet, uh, older years. So that's always the goal, you know, try to get to 10 plus. You know, a lot of people don't even get to that, get past five or three. So just be able to just be that vet and just be able to pour into the younger guys after me. Is there anything about the skill set of playing inside that, can do anything to help you when you move back out to what's your more natural position? Uh, I would say uh, help me understand like just the movement, a lot of movement in the league now, uh, a lot of motions and everything. It helped me just kind of be able to control my eyes and know where, know the defense better actually, and just know where my help and everything is coming from. With knowing that you can play inside or outside, I know you're more comfortable with playing outside, but which do you prefer? Honestly, I don't. I don't care. Um, anything on the field, I always like. It's actually funny because like a lot of uh, before I got drafted, I used to say I used to get mad at people who say like I'm just a corner. I like no, I'm a DB. Like, okay. I, I feel like I could play corner, safety, nickel. So I always feel like I felt like I could be comfortable once I learn anything. I feel like that's the beauty of this Dan Quinn defense is that a lot of guys can play or play yeah. anywhere. I mean, Marquise Bell, look at him playing linebacker yeah, for crazy. the first year, right? That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, just what's been, I guess, how how cool and unique is that to have so many guys that you can plug in anywhere on this defense? I mean, you don't really see that a lot, you know, yeah. um, especially, like, from this is off season. you know. We didn't lose many guys. We didn't sign too many guys either. So mm -hmm. You don't really see that around the league. So just to have that type of guys in the room, you know your room is special. So yeah. You know how you know the type of work you want to put in for the team and everything for the, for the year. So. It's been good so far, and don't try to keep it going. Well, your ball skills are such that if someday they came to you and said, you know what, uh, we've really got a hole at free safety. We really need you at safety. Could, would you be oh, comfortable? I've been making my little jokes uh, every time. No, Is I, that right? I, 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 I tell Al sometimes, let me get, let me get in the post. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> now, how about, how about tackling? Because uh, that is – a hallmark of this defense. Some days it's good. Some days it's not. Some days it's both, all at the same time. <laughs> how, how how do you have how do you learn 
to be a consistently good tackler. Uh, that's that's always uh, just like my my will. You know, um, my dad always always tried to team just be aggressive in, uh, in football. You know. And in this defense, and Dan Quinn's defense, and just being around the league, you're not gonna run away from con- you're not gonna be able to run away from contact at all. So you want to make it, make a tackle or not, you know, and you want to see you gonna keep going all game how some teams do it. So you gonna nut up or not? <laughs> and Nicole mentioned yeah. that you were you were a mascot. A, you were you were a receiver. Yep. <laughs> I threw it out there. I was like, yeah, you know, I talked to Deron earlier this season, and he mentioned that he was the mascot for his dad's Pop Warner yeah. team. Uh, just just remind, take us through that. How, how was that? Um, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just, just a joy just being around. Like, even Wait, what my, was the nickname? What was the team? <laughs> oh, it was uh, uh, Vanessa 49ers. 49ers. Okay. Yeah. So oh, wow. were you dressed up like a San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, we had, we had basically. With the little gold, okay. the, the, yeah. the little pickaxe, and the oh, yeah, little uh, hat. Uh, <laughs> Did you wear that? Well, no. Okay. Is that the uniform? <laughs> so what, what, what was your game day mascot outfit? Just really just the jersey. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, just because I always love to be around, just being around the game, just from just a young age. Um, anytime you see me, I was always doing some type of sport, sports, having a ball in my hand, anything, yeah. football, basketball, you can name it. Um, but when I, I just gravitated from football so easily, you know, watching my dad do it, watching my dad just play, coach, and just seeing the players, you know, they're all like also <laughs> like big brothers. So and everybody was like almost I knew them. So. Yeah. I always want to just, I just go in and just do what I, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And even they, when they had the games, I was playing with other kids outside playing football <laughs> at the game. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be watching sometimes. So. Well, we're going to get back to, uh, we're gonna get back to the, your skill set and how you gravitated to becoming what you are. And, but first, as soon as Nicole boots up her computer, I'm we're going to remind everyone that. Yes, the show is brought to you by Lou Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. This is <laughs> the Cowboys Hour at Sidecar Social in the Star District. Deron Bland is our special guest. We'll be right back.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. Welcome back to the Cowboys Hour on Victory Monday, playoff Victory Monday. I'm Brad Sham with Nicole Hutchinson, our special guest, Cowboys Pro Bowl cornerback, Deron Bland. And, well, you got you guys got like real blasé all of a sudden. Uh, I'd be remiss this being our last show if I didn't mention what a great spot Sidecar Social has been. Come see it in the Star District. We're sitting up here and uh, you, you cannot literally turn your head and not see a football game and a hockey game and golf going on at once. And the food's great and the service is terrific. So thank you to the folks at Sidecar Social. Uh, we appreciate it. And similarly, uh, Ivan and Paul and Jast are the, the people who keep us on the air. Thank you guys. What a, what a yeoman's job uh, that you, you do every day for us, and we very much appreciate it. Um, Duran, Nicole mentioned that you were a... What am I Sorry. Yeah. You were a receiver yeah. before you were a DB. Well, I wasn't before. I was doing, I was in, Same in high school, I was doing both. I was doing receiver and corner. And which did you prefer? Um, honestly, in high school, I always thought myself a more receiver just because I always wanted that ball in my hands. You know, um, just when I, just how I started And off. girls like you know, <laughs> touchdowns and stuff. Uh, right? well, well, yeah, just, just how I started off uh, football. I, I started on the offensive side. I started as a running back, so... I grew. I, I liked the offensive side just early on, and then started transitioning to defense because I didn't like getting hit. You didn't like getting <laughs> hit. Oh no. Do you no. like hitting? Oh yeah. Okay. It was my, it, okay. Good. I'd rather get hit. I'd rather hit than get hit. So. How how long? <laughs> I can I can envision you, like walking by Mike McCarthy on uh, on the practice field and say, Hey, by the way, coach, don't forget I've got some skills. You know, if you ever want to run something. <laughs> I got it's you. different. I, I, I got you. you know, <laughs> I, I can do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. And I also envision that the line of defensive players on your team is pretty long who have been trying to get in McCarthy's ear with, with number 11 at the head of the line. Yes. About put me in. Yes. Give me a chance. <laughs> let me run a play. Have like how many, how many guys are in that line? Um, I don't know too many. Because everybody say they can run some offense, but <laughs> I don't know yet. You know, we got to see it. But Micah, he's definitely at the top. You know, he always he always talking to coach. Sometimes coach give, gives in and let him get a rep with running back. <laughs> Sometimes it's counts up. It's fun. It's fun like having that uh, type of guys in the room. How many guys do you think could actually play and kind of run something offensively uh, aside from you? You talking about on defense? Yeah, on defense. Who do you think? Mike McCarthy can plug in on offense, on mm. defense. Some of them going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just, I think Mike could do it. Um, Let's see who else. Ah, see? After that, I don't well, know I who mean, else got it. Trey, Trey could play. Trey, you know, yeah, Trey. Yeah. Trey was a wide receiver. Yeah. That's, that's obvious. But uh, other than that, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could see Jordan Lewis. Oh, yeah. Well, Jordan Lewis, yeah. I could see Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. For people who don't know your background, get us out of high school and your college stops and how you got to where you got. Uh, well, coming out of high school, I had one offer, and that was Sac State. So uh, I spent my time there for three years. Um, 
and then co- got a third COVID. And then COVID, we didn't play either the fall or the spring. And so I went basically the whole year, almost the whole year. I ended up transferring in the spring to Fresno. And everything's been off from there. Uh, There's nothing wrong with Sacramento State. No. But, but did it – you knew you were a good athlete. Mm-hmm. Did it – bother you or discourage you that you did not get offers anywhere else? Uh, yeah, definitely not. Um, especially because uh, early on, before that season, I was talking to some of the big schools and to come back around, like, where at times like, uh, guys are getting offers and everything and seeing them offers come, really. Uh, it like You know, it lights up just a little fire you know, and you just... Um, and you're always going to kind of just have that. Uh, so, like, my whole time at Sac State... Uh, I wasn't always I wasn't visioning like oh dang I'm out here I'm at Sac State no I'm just it's just just, I was thinking of it just like a stop you know um, just another journey you just gotta fight through it how much sweeter does it make your journey knowing that you had to basically not you didn't get that many offers coming out of Mm -hmm. high school um, and then coming out of the draft you weren't a top pick um, and now you're the NFL's leading interception leader, making history, breaking records. I mean, it's got to make your journey all that much sweeter. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, just because being, like, also just the quiet guy, so, yeah. like, a lot of people just kind of, like, misunderstood me and everything. So, showing, like, you know, like, I, I, I'm a guy that's willing to do whatever he want, whatever he, whatever he thinks he wants to do in life. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was doing that. When you came in to the Cowboys franchise, um, what was something that you told Al Harris and Dan Quinn that, you know, you pitched to them and said, hey, I'm going to be this type of guy for you in this defense? Um, it wasn't really me really saying anything. I didn't really like, because you know me, I don't like to talk too much. So. <laughs> 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 um, no, I just, I was just, my mindset was just early on in the camp, just trying to show them, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not a guy that's just going to be, um, Complacent, you know, just, that's because always something my uncle has always taught me, just never be complacent, you know. Always, just, I'm just going to show you my work from day one. Yeah. You don't that, think, oh. I'm sorry, no, go, ahead. No, go, go ahead. No, please. No, I was going to ask, you're not complacent now, are you? No. I mean, there's more that you can still do in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I never can be complacent. Okay. Uh, Duran, that part about being quiet and people sometimes misunderstood you, you said, mm-hmm. do, you think they, do you think they took that for not caring? Mm. Um... Oh no, nah, not really, not caring. Cause I always showed my actions. I feel like that I cared. Um, it was hard. Like a lot of guys were on my team. Like early on at Sac State, um, it was hard for me. Like a lot of guys wanted me to just be a vocal leader, and that was just not me. Uh, I was always a guy just lead by example. So it was always easier just to lead by my actions and the words. And uh, la- last year, draft day of uh, twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, did it surprise you to go on Saturday? Did you hope to go earlier? What did you have any sense of? Oh uh, yeah, I had a uh, sense like I was gonna be a day two, day three pick. Um, from early on, from just from going from Sac State, there was a um, my draft draft stock was uh, six round undrafted. So uh, it was just always a wide range. So it didn't really matter where I was where I, uh, where I got drafted at. And, I just knew where I was going to make my impact. Did that also stoke your fire? Oh, definitely. You know, um, you see the guys go before you, and you see how many DBs there are that go before you, and you're, gonna feel, you're always going to feel some type of way if you're going to 
if you feel like you should be a, a point unit. You know Orlando Skandrick? You ever met him? I haven't met him. Know who he is? Yeah. Yeah. So he was a guy who uh, not only had the fire burning, and he wasn't as big a guy as you, but mm -hmm. he had, uh, and he talked about it all the time. He admitted it. Uh, he had a chip on his shoulder for being overlooked by so many people and so many teams, and it got to a point where he realized that helped motivate him, and he kind of he kind of led with it that he had a chip. He turned him into a Pro Bowl player much later in his career than you. Do you feel like you you also play with a chip on your shoulder over being maybe a little bit undervalued? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I always have a chip on my shoulder for like that. Uh, Cause I always felt that type of, type, type of way. That's kind of like all my life, you know, almost. Um, just not giving up, like very many opportunities a lot. Uh, so just just going out and just taking it a lot. Is there a corner that you kind of model your game after? Uh, not just one corner. Yeah. Um, I've always been a guy just try to bounce things off of. I take things off of everybody. Uh, like early on, before I got to the league, mm -hmm. I used to always watch YouTube videos and just okay. watch one-on-one matchups, uh, NFL one-on-one matchups. And just see the corners and just see the two techniques that they use and just yeah. trying to learn. Why was it so important for you to kind of take different, I guess, parts of or aspects of a different player's games rather than just focusing on one uh, specific player to kind of take into your game or um, add to your game? Part of it was just uh, all the different techniques that I've learned just throughout the years, going through college, going through high school, people just, all the coaches that I have. And just trying to figure out what's best for me. Um, that's really what it was. And trying to see what, what other things I can do, trying to expand my own, my own abilities. Is there something that you want to improve on now that you're already into the playoffs? Is there something that you can still improve on heading into the rest of the season? Um, yeah, there's always something you can improve on. Um, to think right now. <laughs> um, you know, I always, always going to say tackling, you know. Uh, okay. My tackling is not always going to be perfect. You know, I always work on it. Okay. Deron Bland is our guest on our final Cowboys Hour of the Year. We're at Sidecar Social at the Star District in Frisco. And we are also brought to you by... Well, we already said, we said all three of them, but did we'll you, say did it again. You, did yep. you do Papa John's? Yep, we did all... No, we didn't. There it's we good. go. <laughs> and I, it's only I, I, I haven't lasted this long by being a pretty face. I mean, trust me. It's oh. big, it's good, and it's only for Cowboys fans. The Cowboys special from the Cowboys and Papa John's. A large one-topping pizza for only $9.99. Order today. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, the official pizza of the Dallas Cowboys. Now we have, and we'll be right back with your questions and more of Duran Bland when we return. Hey, Cowboys fans. When you clear...
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. And we're back on the Cowboy Hour at uh, Sidecar Social in the Star District in Frisco. Brad Sham and Nicole Hutchinson and our very special guest, Cowboys Pro Bowler Deron Bland. And uh, again, this is our last uh, show of this season, so please keep us in mind when you are gathering on these next uh, three or four Mondays on Victory Monday. Just pretend you're here and we're all together because it's Victory Monday. It's Victory Monday. Uh, Joe, have we any questions from our audience for Duran? Good evening, Duran. Good evening. My name is Rambo. How are you Rambo? Rambo, Rambo. <laughs> so now that you're two couple of years already into the league, what's your words of advice and wisdom for all the incoming players so they can be as successful as you are? Um, I would just say just be open. Uh, there's not a lot, you know, a lot of guys coming in from college, you know. Everybody was a guy, you know. So when you come to the league, everybody was that guy. So you just got to learn how to restart, you know, um, and keep fighting. You know. It's not, you're not, you're not going to keep going into the same position you you came in from, came from. So. <laughs> Thanks, Rambo. Hey, Doron, my name is Corey. Um, with you being this your second year in the league, do you feel like the game is, like, slowing down for you as far as, like, you just um, noticing, like, certain techniques or uh, the opposing receivers may use that you can take advantage of? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, especially, especially from first going, joining the league, uh, it's definitely has slowed down, you know. From college, it feels like everything is accelerated, like, two times. <laughs> so it's definitely nice having to slow down and be able to uh, – Honing on your own technique and everything. What was training camp like last year, your rookie training camp? I mean, you walk in, you're just another guy, although the coaches had been around you all spring. <laughs> yeah. But then you have to – now you get to put on pads and now you can do some things to stand out. I mean, were you aware as camp was going along that you were doing well enough to catch somebody's attention? Um, no, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, First off, first camp, it felt like I had just had a lot of ups and downs, you know. Um, some days, that's that's all I say. Like I tell a lot of people, that's like uh, where I had my walk to the NFL moment. Um, just having a practice, like dang, like the guy just keep beating you, and just understanding that like, that's the league. Like um, they, that guy is paid for a reason, you know. Um, so understanding like the battle you're gonna have in the league now. So, Colonel Bill. First off, I want to say congratulations on Mr. Pick 6, for sure. Uh, next, I've been in conversations with Dwight Bland. Um, looks very highly on you, obviously. Now, my question's a little bit more personal. Uh, on what level, is, I mean, what relationship is Dwight to you? That's my dad. Your dad. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> He's a friend of mine now. That's awesome. So what have you been doing? Stalking uh, Duran? Is that, you've been tracking his family down? And, yeah, don't do that anymore. <laughs> How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Larry McKinney. How are you doing? Um, based on what you've done the mm -hmm. last two years since you joined the Cowboys, you've accomplished very well. Now, with Diggs being out this season, you're actually ahead of him in interceptions. He has 18 to count this year, three years. You're, you're right behind him at 14. So do you think with the two of you getting back on that field together this coming season, 
y'all gonna have a tough competition? Oh, definitely. I always think that. Um, I, I thought that suit. As soon as we uh, got on the team, team together, knowing like knowing, just knowing Diggs, just seeing him before I got to the league, seeing who he was, and then actually coming here to meet him, um, it's, it's fun now. Just be able to have that friendly competition. And and, and have you thought at all? About, I don't, I'm hey, I'm I'm not trying to hustle uh, Gilly out the door. He's one of my very favorites, and uh, he knows that. Mm-hmm. And I hope they make a deal and bring him back and all of that. He yeah. gets a professional, now it's economics. But I remember at one point saying during a game on the radio, you'd made another play, maybe another pick six. And, uh, and I said to Babe Loffenberg, my broadcast partner, I said, can you imagine having Bland and Diggs on the corners for like 10 years? And he said, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> Have you thought about that? Uh, no. I mean, this is last year. I mean, this, from the beginning of the season, um, what I was thinking about is how special of a defense a corner room was. Just having Gilly, me, and Biggs. Um, I was just I was just trying to uh, see what we could do like th- this year. You know, um, that's what I was most looking for. And uh, I haven't really thought about just how me and Biggs just be just the ball hawks. You know, everybody's been saying now. So <laughs> Trayvon's actually been in the locker room yeah. uh, this whole season um, and been around the guys. Mm-hmm. What have those conversations been like now that he's seeing you? blossom into this amazing corner uh, uh in the nfl i mean yeah it ain't too much you know uh, it's kind of like just check in like what's yeah. up bro you know you're doing good you know you always saying congratulate me you know okay uh, trying to make sure you uh always don't go on the street and everything so okay how has he helped you yeah uh, a lot you know um just he's like another guy just give you another confidence you know to believe in yourself and what you're doing like um you know like when the times he comes to the games he's able to be at the games he's still giving you tips on how other guys are how they how he used to play them and everything so okay. I love help with that you uh, it amazes people all the time to find out that not all football players are football fans <laughs> some guys like to play they don't really want to watch they yeah. don't care about anything else you strike me as a football fan uh, not too much not too much <laughs> not too much um, uh, yeah never because like cause even early on as a kid I was never like a kid that was just into the uh, team or anything um, I was always more so in the players and never like really like watching the games. So I like, watching like this solo cut up and just one one on one with one guy and go from there. So when you're when you're a kid watching cut ups of individual players, mm-hmm. you don't get much of a sense of situational football or how coverages work together as a team. When did you develop that? Um, just the experience in football and you that's something you're gonna have to learn. Um, just how football is, you have to play football, you know. Uh, a coach that's not going to put you on the field just if you don't know there's a situation in the game. Uh, so, you know, you're just going to have to learn that just on the fly or you're going a coach, a good coach is always going to teach you that. So, talk a little bit about what you expect the week to be like. I mean, I know you probably as a team, just a group of players, you've had almost no time yet to talk about the uh, – feeling that you get going through a playoff week and mm-hmm. you know what it will be like when you beat Green Bay and you're on to the next week and it just gets more tense and exciting every week mm-hmm. um, how how do you think your group is equipped to make all of that work for you all that nervous energy um, that's all we say together um, we say this every time before we uh, go into a game, take care of your brothers. Um, 
never leave man, no man behind. And so we go, we go into a fight together. We lead the fight together. Some, I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> my bad. I don't mean to jump you real quick. Uh, Mike McCarthy today had actually said that um, everyone kind of knows a sense of urgency mm-hmm. heading into the playoffs. What do you think the difference, aside from that, um, is? within this team compared to last season heading into the playoffs? Um, I would say we the difference more so is we had those talks more so now. Um, just telling the guys, come on, like, give it all you got, all, all you got and believe in yourself. Just, so, like, giving, having those talks is always leaving us in our minds, like, oh, yeah, we, we, we are on the road to what we, uh, what we want, you know. All we got to do is just keep doing what we want to do and need to do. Uh, it, it's obviously um – been a special season and is going to continue to be for the team but can i just say personally what a treat it's been to watch you, you come yes. from fresno state nobody knew who you were and look at you now mm-hmm. and you're just getting started yeah. you're just getting started deron bland everyone cowboys pro bowl cornerback thank you for your time appreciate you. it uh nicole thank you thank <laughs> all of you who have been with us All year long, we look forward to being back with you next year. This is the Cowboys Hour. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?